Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. All right, this is it. U.S. Thanksgiving is this week, which means the holidays are here, whether you like it or not. And whether you are a first-time host, a seasoned host, or a guest, it's always nice to have some easy holiday appetizers up your sleeve. So in today's episode, I want to share 10 of my favorite easy appetizers with five-ish ingredients or less. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? Let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. I'm Chris, your host, founder of Healthy Mama Chris and the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, and I'm a trained chef, but also I am a busy mom, hence the healthy mama thing. And it's really important to me that even if I am hosting a big event, not that I host that many big events, I do that for work, but at home, even if I'm having 10 or 20 people over my house, that the food that I'm serving isn't stressing me out and taking away from the time I want to spend with my family around the holiday season. And it can be hard to figure out things to bring to parties or recipes to bring out if you're having people over that come together in a short amount of time and without a ton of crazy ingredients. Because the holidays are busy enough, the last thing we need is trying out 10 brand new, crazy, complicated recipes, right? So in today's episode, I want to share with you some of my favorite go-to easy appetizers with about five ingredients. I'm not going to include oil or salt, and I'm going to be a little lenient when it comes to spices as well. So we're going to say five 
ish ingredients or less. Some of these don't even have five ingredients. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to share with you the ingredients and I'm going to give you a brief overview of how I prepare these appetizers. And if you want all of the appetizer recipes all laid out in a really easy printable format, come and join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I just released my Healthy Mama Holiday Meal Guide and all of these recipes are in the free Healthy Mama Holiday Meal Guide that's available to all Healthy Mama Cooking Club members as a special bonus. So there is menu ideas, tips, hacks for hosting, and so much more, as well as a ton of recipes. So head to patreon.com slash healthy mama Chris to download the full healthy mama holiday meal guide, but you will get a full idea of how to prepare all of these recipes in this episode as well. So I'm not gatekeeping them. I'm going to go through them in this episode, but if you want a printable format, that's where you can find it. All right, let's dive in. All right, appetizer idea number one. If you have not made this appetizer yet, you have got to try it out this holiday season. It is so easy and it is one of my longtime favorites to make as a private chef because it is so easy and it always gets rave reviews. So you're going to go ahead and you are going to get some medjool dates, medjool dates, the big juicy ones. You're going to pit them. You're going to stuff them with some plain goat cheese, wrap them in bacon And using a toothpick, you're going to secure that bacon. I like to drizzle them with a little bit of honey, but you don't even have to do this if you don't want to. You can also do a little sprinkle of brown sugar. You're going to roast them in the oven. My preference is on a rack. So like a cooling rack you put on top of a baking sheet because the bacon gets the crispiest this way. But you can also do them on top of parchment paper. You're going to roast them in the oven until the bacon is crispy. And you are going to wish you made more of them because your guests are going to love them. All right, idea number two is something that I actually got from a Giada recipe like maybe seven or eight years ago, and I've made it so many times. And this is my very simple version because she uses pink peppercorns, which are delicious, but kind of difficult to find. So it is whipped ricotta, and you're going to take some ricotta cheese, olive oil, and a little bit of a lemon zest, and you're going to whip it in your food processor. You can also use an immersion blender. You could also do this with feta cheese as well, but it will be a little bit saltier. And then you are going to toast up some baguette with some olive oil and a little bit of sea salt or Maldon salt on top. Once that's toasted up, you are going to top your crostini with your whipped ricotta, And then add some cracked peppercorn on top and just a drizzle of honey. I love it with a drizzle of hot honey on top for a little bit more spice. You can also add some red pepper flakes in the whipped ricotta as well if you want this to be a little bit more of a sweet, salty, spicy juxtaposition. This one is so simple. And again, it is definitely a crowd pleaser. You've got a lot of varying flavors in this one, some contrast, some balance. It's great. Appetizer number three for all of my olive fans, you're going to go ahead and grab a couple of non breads, a non flatbreads from non as in N-A-A-N, not non flatbreads (laughs) from Trader Joe's or Aldi, or you can get the Stonefire kind that you can get at Target and a lot of other major grocery stores. I prefer garlic non bread for even more flavor. You're going to top those non breads with some shredded mozzarella cheese. Always use whole milk shredded mozzarella cheese for the best flavor. And you're going to top it with 
eight ounces, divided between the two, of sliced black olives and eight ounces of sliced green olives. I like using a good quality Castle Vetrano olive here. You can use just regular old canned black olives if you want, or you can use Kalamata olives. And then you're going to sprinkle it with za'atar. If you've never experienced za'atar, it is absolutely delicious. It is a Middle Eastern spice blend with sesame seeds and sumac and a bunch of herbs. Sometimes it also includes salt. So I would, if you're buying za'atar for this, choose one without salt because there's a lot of salt in the olives and in the cheese. It adds a nice contrast to the olives, to the cheese. And then all you'll need is a little bit of olive oil to drizzle on top. And you are going to top those flatbreads and you're going to broil them for maybe three to five minutes until that cheese is bubbly and slice it and your flatbread is ready to go. Appetizer number four was probably my most popular appetizer when I shared a bunch of shortcut appetizers with the cooking club last year. And this is my pesto meatball shortcut sliders. So you're going to grab some slider buns. I like brioche slider buns. If you can get them, you can usually get them at Aldi. Slice those in half, place them on a baking sheet. You're going to cook up a package of frozen meatballs. You'll need about 12 meatballs and to 12 slider buns. So grab whatever ones are your favorite. Usually I use the frozen Italian meatballs from Trader Joe's for this because they're a little bit bigger than the ones we normally get at Target. Wherever you want to buy your frozen meatballs, cook them according to package directions. You are going to top those slider buns, one half of those slider buns with a little bit of pesto, and then you're going to top it with a slice of that mozzarella cheese. And then once the meatballs are cooked, you're going to toss them in some marinara sauce and place that on the other half of your slider bun, broil it until that cheese is nice and melty, and then you're going to squish that together. They are so delicious. And do I have to say this one's a crowd pleaser too? Because it's definitely a crowd pleaser. My family goes crazy for these, and I have a feeling yours will too. I'm just going to take a quick break from sharing my favorite easy appetizer recipes this holiday season to hear from this week's sponsors. Friends, you know I am all about simple, healthy habits that don't require drastic changes. One of the habits that I know we can all agree on is drinking enough water. It also happens to be the one that is the hardest for me personally. I just don't love the taste of tap water, but I do know the importance of staying hydrated for my health, for my energy levels. As a busy mom, I'm on my feet pretty much all day in the kitchen, and I'm also training for a half marathon right now, so hydration is extra important. And I also care about the kind of water I drink and the kind of water my family drinks. We moved last year and I was shocked to find out how many contaminants are in the water in my local area. And I knew I needed an easy solution for clean, actually tasty drinking water for myself and my family. And that's where AquaTrue came in. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing, which is really important for us because we're renting right now and we didn't want to have to ask for permission to put in a water filtration system. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. Its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs, known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. 
Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste as well. In addition to drinking water, you can use it for your coffee, tea, and all your cooking needs from boiling pasta, blanching veggies, to making stocks and soups. Not to mention, the water actually tastes so good, I find myself actually wanting to drink more water, which is seriously saying something for me. And it makes me feel good knowing that my family is drinking clean water free of contaminants as well. We always fill the kids' water bottles up before they go to school with AquaTrue water. And I love that it's super portable. We will for sure be bringing it with us on our travels next summer. And because I know if you're like me, you want to make sure you're making the right purchases for your family, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code HEALTHYMAMA at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HEALTHYMAMA. Appetizer number five. For those of you who love baked brie, this is my favorite shortcut baked brie. It feels like the holidays and it takes like 15 minutes total to make. So you're going to take a wheel of brie. You can optionally slice the top off. I usually don't but it's up to you. And then you're going to cook a few slices of bacon in a pan. Make sure you're starting your bacon in a cold pan until they're nice and crispy. So I like to chop them up first. And then you're going to take that brie, put it in a safe baking dish or a baking safe dish, an oven safe dish is what I'm trying to say here. And then you're going to top that brie with some whole berry cranberry sauce. This is not the canned cranberry sauce where you take it out of the can and it's still the shape of the can. We're talking whole berry cranberry sauce. That's how it's labeled. You can get it at Trader Joe's. So you're going to top it with some cranberry sauce, a sprinkle of orange zest, that cooked bacon, and a little sprinkle of brown sugar, which helps to caramelize the top of the bacon. It is so good. And you're just going to bake it in the oven for 10 to 15 minutes and serve it with some crusty bread or some fresh baguette. I promise you this one is one you're going to want to make again and again. App number six, we're going to roast up some Brussels sprouts. Roasting up Brussels sprouts is so easy. You just want to preheat your oven to 400, line a baking sheet with parchment paper, and then you're going to have or quarter, actually, if you're mise en placing, you should do this ahead of time, but have or quarter your Brussels sprouts, toss them in some neutral oil, usually I use avocado oil, and a whole bunch of spices. My favorite is onion powder, garlic powder, cumin, and smoked paprika, and some sea salt. Toss them in that, spread them out in one layer, don't overcrowd your Brussels sprouts, on a baking sheet. And you're going to bake them in the oven for about 20 minutes, toss them, and then bake them again for another 20 minutes or so until they are nice and crispy. And you are going to serve them with some toothpicks and an easy sriracha aioli. I just mix together some good quality mayo. Usually I use Chosen Foods or Primal Kitchen with some sriracha. The Freebird brand is my favorite brand of sriracha, but any sriracha will do. Then you're going to whisk in some lime juice and a clove of garlic and just let that sit for a couple minutes. These also go really fast because they're so easy to pop into your mouth, but it's a great way to get in some nutrients in the mix during your holiday party. You know, there's a lot of cheese and meat, and usually that's what a lot of our appetizers center around. So it's nice to get some vegetables in there too, and they are super delicious. Appetizer number seven. I just talked about lots of cheese and lots of 
Yeah, we're going to do cheese and meat, okay? Um, so we're going to make fig, brie, and prosciutto crescents. This was the second favorite when I shared these in the cooking club last year. You're going to want to make these. So you're going to take a package of crescent rolls. I usually use the ones from Trader Joe's. You can also get a good quality one at Whole Foods by Immaculate Baking Co. You're just going to unroll the crescent rolls, place them on your work surface, and you're going to top each crescent roll with about a teaspoon of fig jam. Spread that over the top and then add a slice of prosciutto and a thin slice of brie in the center of that triangle. Roll it up, place it on a baking sheet and bake for about 12 to 14 minutes until they're nice and puffy and cooked through and let them cool a little bit because when you bite into them, the brie is nice and gooey and you have that sweet and a little bit sour from the fig and the creamy from the brie and the salty from the prosciutto. And of course, you've got that buttery crescent roll. It works so well together. So you're definitely going to try those, right? The next appetizer, number eight, I have for you is a really simple baked feta. So you need an oven-safe baking dish, again, for this one. And this dish is only as good as the quality of feta you get. So you want a feta in the brine. You're going to place that in the middle of your baking dish, preheat your oven to 400, and you're going to make a really quick garlic rosemary oil. So you're going to take some olive oil, you're going to add in some chopped fresh rosemary and a minced clove of garlic, whisk that together and you're going to drain that feta of the brine. I hope I mentioned that. Maybe I didn't. Before you place it in the baking dish and then you're going to drizzle that oil all over the feta and then you're going to surround that feta with Kalamata olives and you're going to top it with some sun-dried tomatoes. If you like a good salty app with some crostini, this one is for you. So you bake it for about 10 to 15 minutes. And at the end, if you want to make it extra melty, you can broil it for a minute or two. Careful though, because the sun-dried tomatoes will burn and then serve it with some crusty bread, some crostini. It's so delicious and it very much has that Mediterranean type feel to it. So that one is definitely a go-to in our house. Another really easy appetizer that I love to make and is a great one to have maybe during cocktail hour where you just want a little something to kind of nibble on is brown sugar rosemary pecans. I realize I put two rosemary appetizers next to each other, but it's all good. So you are going to go ahead and you're going to take some pecans, some butter, some sea salt, some brown sugar, and some chopped rosemary. Melt that butter over medium in a saute pan Add your pecans in, toss with the butter. You don't want this too hot because you don't want the pecans to burn and sprinkle with a little bit of salt. So you're going to allow that to heat for about 30 seconds or so to get them nice and hot. Then add in your brown sugar and rosemary. Stir it to combine and then you let it cook on low heat four or five minutes or so until the sugar is melted. Once the sugar is melted and it's all combined, line a plate with parchment paper and then pour those pecans on the parchment paper. Mix it again if you need to. You want all of that buttery, sugary goodness to coat those pecans. And you can sprinkle some extra salt if you want to as well. And then you're just going to let them cool. And then once they're cool, the sugar will have caramelized and they're a little bit crispy, a little bit salty, a little bit sweet. So tasty. And appetizer number 10 is a beautiful jeweled honey fig goat cheese. All you need for this is a four ounce block of goat cheese. You can double this if you want a bigger one, a couple tablespoons of honey, 
some fig jam. If you used fig jam for the other recipe, this is a great way to use up the rest of it. Or maybe you bought it for a cheese board. You want some pomegranate arils, about a quarter of a cup of pomegranate arils and a quarter cup of roasted salted pistachios. Chop up those pistachios. Heat the honey and fig jam in a small pot together until they're combined. And you want to set that aside to cool because you don't want this too hot or you're going to melt the cheese everywhere. Arrange the goat cheese on a plate. I recommend one with sides because the sauce does tend to spread. Top it with that honey fig jam mixture that's been cooling pomegranates and pistachios they'll kind of stick to the top and it is so beautiful and it kind of looks like jewels and you can serve this with crackers you can serve it with crusty bread as well and it's one of those appetizers that looks like you put in way more effort than you did and it took like five minutes and last but not least i want to share with you one of my most popular holiday appetizers i shared on instagram last year it is a super shortcut appetizer but it's a little bit niche now i know you can get this dip in other places but I mean, I, I haven't tried every version of this dip, so I want you to grab the buffalo chicken dip from Trader Joe's if you are close to a Trader Joe's. If not, maybe you want to try out a different brand, but I can't guarantee any other brand. And you are going to grab eight jalapenos. You're going to have them and you're going to scoop out the seeds unless you want them super spicy. You are going to fill them with the buffalo chicken dip and then you're going to grab eight slices of bacon. Cut them in half. And then just like with the dates, you're going to wrap them around the jalapenos and secure with a toothpick. Then you're going to roast them in the oven at 400 degrees for about 15 to 20 minutes until the bacon is crispy. If you want to go crazy, you could add some cheese to this recipe as well. But I think it's such an easy shortcut because all you need are jalapenos, the buffalo chicken dip, and some bacon. And like I've said a million times in this episode, they're really delicious because I think all of these appetizer recipes are delicious and any combination of these easy apps would be perfect for your next holiday party that you're hosting or that you're invited to. I know there are so many podcast episodes out there with and blog posts and Instagrams with ideas for the holidays. And I didn't want to overrun you with a whole bunch of new ideas for the holiday season. I really want to help you to simplify. So I hope this episode helped you to think about bringing something that's a little bit more simple, combine some really delicious ingredients for an easy appetizer that is sure to please whatever crowd you might be serving. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you so much for listening to this episode as always. Again, for all of the recipes laid out in a printable format, come and join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash healthymamachris. I just shared that brand new holiday meal guide with menu ideas, tips, and hacks for hosting, and so much more, as well as our weekly meal plans, our recipe vault with over 115 family-friendly recipes. There's also bonus podcasts, live cooking classes. We're doing a virtual cookie swap in December so much more. I would love to see you over there, but even if that's not for you, that's totally fine. I would love to see you back here again as well. I am so excited because in the next episode, we have an extra special guest carrying on the conversation about the holidays. So stay tuned for that. Until next time, happy cooking. Thank you for listening to Marriage Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. 
If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.